And uh, welcome to 2019 Beefers. Uh, this is the Sin Beef Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Gary Hill. With me today, or, or the wee hours of the morning, the afternoon where she is, it's not Jamie, it's not Suzanne, it's not Iris, <laughs> but from the Black Annas and the Legion After Dark Podcast, talking about them bigs and littles and shit. Uh, Misty, yeah. how are you doing, girl? Good, good. I'm doing good. I'm in lots of pain today, but I'm making it. I'm making it. It wasn't as painful as uh, watching the lawnmower man again. <laughs> Thinking about doms and subs and bigs and littles, love it, don't? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. I mean, when I when I when we canceled the Black Anis horror podcast, um, it was it was because Ben, my co-host, and my husband, did, he just straight up didn't have time. He did not have time to do it, and carrying it on without a co-host is like, eh. You know, I mean, that was like our show and, and it just didn't feel right. So I was like, okay, well, what, what type of, what, what are my passions outside of horror? Uh, cause there's 500 bazillion horror movie podcasts these yeah, days. There's a lot of them. And so many. So I was like, okay, what are my interests? What, what am I passionate about outside of horror that Ben's not really like into? And I was like, kinky movies. Here we go. This one I can do on my own. Um, so yeah, started Legion After Dark, and we've been on hiatus for ages because, um, and I'll talk about this on the show, a bunch of change in circumstances, but we should have episodes back out uh, next week, I'm thinking. And what's interesting is like, the premise to one of the movies me and you are talking about today is uh, is really close to one of the things that happens in the next movie I'm doing for Legion After Dark, oddly enough. <laughs> they put you in a fancy suit and spin you around in a circle. <laughs> well, that's right. Like lawnmower man, he has a monkey that yes. he's testing his shit on. Monkey dies. Yeah, we, we watched the monkey cut, by the way, people. We'll get into that later. You know, it's it's, it's, it's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Monkey dies, so he's like, oh, I'll just use this person. And the movie I'm doing for Legion After Dark is the first really awful movie that I've done for the show. Nice. Um, and it's it's called The Pet. It's not the one everyone's thinking of. It's from like 2006, I think. And that's the premise of his. His dog dies. So he's like, oh, well, I'll just get like a chick to be a dog. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> I'll just get like a chick to replace it, you know. Uh, and it, are, are, you uh, so, are you listening to this, Jimmy, uh, Iris, <laughs> and Suzanne? I'm not waiting, making you watch this movie where the girl becomes a dog, okay? Right. And, and, it, not, it, it, and not in the cute animated sense, like, wow, this girl's soul has been transformed into the dog. No, this is a person that dresses <laughs> up like a dog and plays like a dog, and, you know. <laughs> Uh, well, at least, I mean, at least she doesn't dress up, so I don't have to sit through like her dressing up. And and again, puppy play is one thing, but the premise of this movie 
is like is so god awful and so fucked up that you're just like this is not a cake this is just shit yes. this is just this is just fucking awful you know let, let it doesn't know paint do. anyone in a good light let me, know, <laughs> let me know when you do a dirty shame okay i'll come on that show there's all kinds of fetishes in that movie Oh, oh, I will do. Hell yeah! Including, I'll add it to the list. Yes, indeed. That, that's a that's a John Waters joint there. You know, I can't. You can't really have a kinky podcast without at least mentioning John Waters at some point. In which Tracy Ullman gets a concussion. Mild man or Tracy Ullman gets a concussion, and she starts getting all kinds of freaky shit in the town. Like, uh, oh, there's a scene where she does a filthy hokey pokey dance in an old folks home. It's kind of hilarious. Is into uh, that sounds amazing. <laughs> Oh my gosh. But today, uh, we'll start this show the same way we already start every show. And I'll ask Misty. She says this is really a short list because she's been watching the same thing for like three weeks now. Misty, what <laughs> you been watching, girl? I have, well, like I said, I've, I'm in a lot of pain. A lot of pain lately. I um, I tore my meniscus, which is a um, part of your knee, and some tendons around the kneecap. And so I've been in agony. So all I've been watching while I've been because I can't get up really very well I can't walk around very well so I'm like stuck in bed so all I've been watching is I shouldn't be alive because like I'll be like oh, I'll feel sorry for myself and be like oh it hurts so much and then I'll watch I shouldn't be alive and be like well you know at least I'm not in the desert eating a raw rattlesnake you know <laughs> at least I didn't plane crash into the fucking Andes and like you know, have to crawl down for eight miles with a broken pelvis or anything, you know. Were you watching, were you watching La Bamba in which Richie Valens was alive at the end of that movie? Because yeah. there's, a, there's a part of that movie where he eats he eats steak around a campfire and, of course, he crashes in a plane. But this to be assumed to presuppose he, he lived through that and, you know. Holy shit. You know, I completely forgot that that movie existed. <laughs> yes, I remember that. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, so the short list. I have just been watching I Shouldn't Be Alive, like running through episodes of I Shouldn't Be Alive to keep me from feeling sorry for myself for oh, having hurt my knee. <laughs> man, oh, man. Sometimes well, to be optimistic, you have to watch other people's misery. Well, sometimes you have to do that, yes. Yeah. <laughs> what have I been watching lately? Uh, what have you been watching lately? There's stuff, man. I've been watching some stuff. I watched The Replacements for no good reason, because it was on on my, my fire stick and nowhere else right now. I'm going to buy it eventually. That's a football <laughs> film I love so much with tons of great character actors in it, so... When your football team sucks and the Bears, you really, you really drop the ball on that one because your kicker fucking blows balls. <laughs> but but anyway, you guys are gonna kick kick the next round and you guys could have lost. But instead, I watched John Favreau and Reese Funds and of course Keanu as Footsteps Falco, who lovely gave like like I think he gave like half the salary for Gene Hackman to be in that movie. <laughs> And it, it, it worked out real well because I really love, you know, Gene Hackman in that movie. And I'm grateful for two Keanu for, for doing that action. Oh, yeah. What else? Really <laughs> stuff. I, I rewatched, I, I watched Xanadu because I was feeling down. Because, you know, the holiday yeah. is over, but the hangover is still very apparent. And uh, <laughs> you need stuff like, like that. And I watched Drop Dead Gorgeous again because that's hilarious. And... Oh my God! Oh, there's so much good stuff. I, it was Mr. Tolkien's birthday, so I watched the, 
entire uh, extended 10 hours of Lord of the Rings. It's a, Holy shit. Yeah, it's worth it, though, if you love it. And I do love oh, it. Oh, God, yeah. You gotta watch. I mean, you gotta watch the extended cut. Oh, the other, other cuts are garbage in comparison. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Let's just pretend like there's not another cut. Oh, yeah. I don't, there's I, just I don't the believe extended that. cut. My, my friend, uh, <laughs> Will from The Gentleman's Guide to Midnight Cinema showed his boys the first one. I was like, well, did you watch the extended cut? He's like, no. I was like, well, it's like a totally different experience, man. You know? <laughs> Again, post-holiday blues. I watched Trancers, because Trancers is a Christmas movie, people. Look it up, okay? Jack Death Rules. You guys all suck, <laughs> if you guys don't think so. It's, uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, there's stuff. Uh, I, I uh, watched Hereditary. These are all first-time watch. I watched Hereditary. Try to catch up with 2018. That oh, dude, I still haven't watched it. It's I still good. haven't watched it. Yeah, it's it's good. Yeah. And I, I don't get when people say, you know, like, yeah, this, that, the other. It's one of those films... That, that, for me, would have worked a lot better as a family drama without the supernatural shit in there, because there's some real stuff going on in the movie. I don't want to give it too much away, but the, the there's a br- brother and sister involved, and the sister dies in a horrible accident in the movie, near the beginning of the film. Now, yeah. Th- that, that and, and um, Tony Collette's own, our own psychosis and stuff like that could have made for a good movie by itself. And then they throw a whole bunch of supernatural shit in there. They'll throw... it's It's in the film. <laughs> it's in the film. It's it's an implement in the film, but without it, I think it would have worked real fine as uh, as like a family drama. But yeah, it, it's it's not. Willis hates it to death. I I think it's a good seven out of ten, <laughs> M- maybe an eight out of ten if I watch it again. Um, yeah, I think I will. I've, I've read online a lot of people bitching about how the son cries, and they're like, oh, he cries like like a baby or something like he's like a little kid and he's supposed to be a teenager. And I'm sitting there going, well, I, I, that says that has never, I have to tell you what happens, no, what, what happens in the movie is he, he's, he goes to a party and he, he's required to bring the, the 10 year old, 12 year old sister along with him. The poor girl has a peanut allergy and she eats cake that has a peanut in it, or peanuts in it by accident. So she's going to anaphylactic shock and she's, she's got her head out the window. Yeah. And the guy, the kid swerves to miss an animal on the road and the girl gets her head taken off by a telephone pole, okay? I think that's something that everyone has, that, well, in the States anyway. Like, we all grew up hanging our, like, arms and heads and stuff out the window, and you always had that one relative that was like, hey, cut that out, or you're going to hit that sign. It'll take your head clean off. It'll take your arm clean off. And it's like, it's, oh, shit, I mean, that it, actually it, happened. It, it literally <laughs> happens. So if you do yeah. that to somebody, you know, a relative or a sister, whatever, you would... How would you react to that shit? I'm, I'm Dude, just, well, you know, that's that's my thing. When I hear people say that, I, all I can think is, okay, so you have never actually full on had an experience that just broke you because I don't care how like, old you are. If something bad enough happens, that's how you cry because you just fall apart. You know, it's not it's like, like I, it's not like I punched my brother in the arm and he fell out of a tree, hurt himself. I mean, this yeah. literally took the kid's head off. <laughs> right. and he's like, oh, I don't like the way he cries in the movie. I'd be fucking, ter- I'd be fucking devastated. You know, terrible. I would, yeah, uh, I would, yeah, absolutely. I wouldn't, I would be, but I'd probably end up institutionalized. Really, I, I, can, um, I, I, I don't like my, I like my sister. Okay, but if I, I could dislike my sister with fire of a thousand suns. If something like that <laughs> happened to me, I'd fucking break down like a madman. It, 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 it's. It's terrible, you know. Absolutely, absolutely, and that's all I can think. You know what, though? I mean, with any movie or, or any with any display of emotion in a movie, you get the the hordes of internet 
dickheads going, oh, but you wouldn't react like that. It's like, no, maybe you wouldn't because you're a sociopath, but the rest of us normal humans would. Speaking <laughs> of sociopaths, we'll get to that later when the house meeting happens, people. But uh, <laughs> I watched, I watched, I watched Pie Wacket because I heard it was decent. It was okay. I wasn't really big on the ending of the movie. It was a nice concept of a angsty girl who uses witchcraft, and of course things go awry, and she kills people. You know. <laughs> yeah, you know, we we should. Um, I'm gonna have to include you in my essay on how these movies that show girls using witchcraft and Ouija boards going horribly awry is a product of the patriarchy. Yes, indeed. <laughs> I watch You telling me boys can't use a Ouija board? Can't fuck tell me you. Fuck, fuck you, man. <laughs> boys can use a Ouija board all day long. <laughs> oh God! I watched I watched Hellfest because that's a thing. I, I, I'm just catching up on stuff, and this this was yeah. it was okay. It, it, it was great. It was okay for like a theatrical thing. I would like to see like an unrated cut come to come to Blu-ray, but it didn't happen because oh, that's shitty. The kills you get. Some of them are real good, but some are like a knife to the throat and to the gut, and you know whatever. It's it's in, it's mostly in the dark because it takes place inside these this massive haunted mazes, like a like a carnival type situation. Uh, the whole time I was watching it, though, I would rather be watching the film Fun the Fun House, the Toby Hooper film. Yeah, and I I don't like that film much either, so I'm not really the audience for this film, I guess. <laughs> Oh. I think I think that that's that's become a thing with uh, with movies these days is people don't understand that like and I'm not talking about like just horror movies I'm just movies in general people don't get like that movies have a aimed at audience mm-hmm. you know like all the if, Ghostbusters all that backlash it's not for you it's for kids it's for a new generation of children what mm-hmm. what what the fuck calm down they don't write that they didn't write that movie just for like 40 year old dudes <laughs> I mean you know and, and it's gone that way with with every genre I think people are just like no it sucked and it's like no it's not for you wrong audience mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> Man. I watched summer 84 because that's one of the big ones that people sucked its dick all day long, and I thought that was just okay too. And it, it, it plays on that nostalgia boom stuff that like Stranger Things does, and you know, oh, what, what, love um, Stranger Things. <laughs> I like it okay. It's just you know, if you watch this movie, and people say, "Oh, the last twenty minutes would blow your mind." It didn't really blow my mind because it was so fucking formulaic <laughs> that it wasn't even funny. Yeah, the, the, yeah. They they thought the neighbor the neighbor cop was the killer, and then spoilers: the neighbor cop was the killer, and then he <laughs> and then he escapes. And guess what? Kids are still alive, and he's at large. He must be in the house. And guess what? He's in the house. And you know what? It it, it didn't blow my mind, people. It's nah. just it's just kind of there. I'm not gonna sit here. And blow it. I'm just glad people are out there working and getting success with these small films like this. Yeah, I'm, gl- I'm for glad real. for that. I'm glad for them. I don't have to like it all the way though. It's just kind of there. Well, yeah, you can you can appreciate like that the indie scene is doing what it's doing right now without liking the movie. I mean, I really liked um, God. What was that movie that came out like years ago? Hmm. Um, fuck me. Uh, it follows. I really liked it. Follows, and it follows got loads of hate, and I was just like, okay. I mean, but still, the point is, <laughs> there's, they, 
to, to be fair, there are parts in that movie where they're throwing electronics at a ghost in a swimming pool, and that's really stupid. That was that that was that was hilarious. That was absolutely hilarious. <laughs> Quick, wrap it in barbed wire next. What are you gonna? Yeah. <laughs> Getting possessed yeah. is a sexually transmitted disease, apparently. Oh, you know, honestly, honestly, what I liked the best about that movie had absolutely nothing to do with the plot of the movie. I liked that it's set in like an alternate dimension Earth and never mentions it, never yeah. mentions it at all, never says anything about it, doesn't call attention to it. I loved that. I loved that. I like it when movies don't patronize me. You know, yeah. they don't they don't talk to me like I'm an idiot. Remember when they remade the Eye? And like briefly, yes, Jessica Alba, right? I've n- I've never been more insulted watching a movie than I was when I watched that the I remake, and they were spelling it all out for us. Like, you know, come on, man, we're not fucking, we're not two year olds. We can grasp the concepts that you're throwing at us. You I know, the main character <laughs> in a film, they don't have a name. Just just in the credits, is walking exp- exposition. You know. <laughs> What's your name? Walking Exposition. How you doing? You know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, oh, my God. Oh. See, at least at least with the uh, with the with reviewing the kinky movies, I'm subjected to a bit less of that. Oh, yeah. It's all kind of out there, <laughs> I'm right? Subjected you know? to a bit less of that. It's like he's got well, he's it's got just hair. easy. It's easy. <laughs> it's really simple. He's, he's got hairy balls. He's got a hairy twat. Let's do it, right? You know? Come on now. <laughs> I mean, I think because a lot of it it takes place in it within a community that if you're a part of that community, you're gonna get the references. So they don't feel like like they're making the movie for their audience. They're not expecting it's not like what's her fucking face that rose fifty shades. They're not expecting housewives to to get it. They're making it for kinky people. So it's like we don't have to spell it out. You already know what this is, you know. I, I just I, that's that's not the pet peeve I was talking about when I messaged you about these two movies, though. See, see I, I'd, I'd imagine you know in these kinky type films, though, that the the, the people within the film kind of respect each other, whereas in in, yeah. in Fifty Shades, you can tell like wow, you can tell these women just really like giant assholes because Mister Gray is not Dude. a good man. You know at all? Oh my god! <laughs> you, you know, I know, I know, I know you're vanilla, but I highly recommend if you ever. Oh well, you can't, re, you can't really, not anymore. But um, you should have seen Fet Life when the movies came out. The amount of dudes that were trying to make profiles on Fet Life, like, oh yeah, I'm like a Fifty Shades style of dom, and they were laughed off the site. They were they laughed were. out of the events. It was just like, no motherfucker, that is not. Not how this works at fucking, all. Fucking posers, get the fuck out of here, you know. Dude, yeah, like I'm, I'm not with gatekeeping except when it comes to Fifty Shades. Then I'm all about gatekeeping. <laughs> I'm just like, get the fuck out. <laughs> so if you want to take me anywhere, take me one of those fucking weird uh, uh, furry conventions. I'll just stand there and watch uh, people, see what they do, you know. I should be, <laughs> for not the next episode, but a couple of episodes after. I- I should be able. Uh, I should be getting a furry on the show wow. to interview and talk about talk about furries because I feel I feel quite bad for furries because the the large majority of of furry culture is actually really pretty chill. It's really cool. It's not sexual at all. It's not like and it and then it's just like that two percent of the weirdos that like that that want to you know 
fucking a dog suit and shit that that kind of ruin it for the rest of them. So I kind of want to get a hot take from an actual furry on that and be like, you know, <laughs> what do you think? Like, because obviously that because it's such a small percentage, obviously furries were a thing before the sex people got there. So. You know, there's like some old school furries that they're going, oh, these little bastards came in. They made it all pornographic and started drawing dag- dragon dicks on everything. And, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I watched the worst. I think the last. Well, I watched Air. I rewatched Airheads yesterday, and that's always a good time. I can't. I can't ever complain about that movie. Yeah. Uh, Steve Buscemi <laughs> just, just lost his wife. That That's that's no fun. So, Godspeed, ma'am. You know. Uh Dude, you can't go wrong with Bushimi though. Like I would literally watch, you know, an hour of Bushimi just yelling at a wall. Yes. Just yelling at it. Just go for it. Kick that wall's ass. I would watch that. <laughs> I explained to my mom who who Bushimi was. I was like, "You love Armageddon, don't you?" She's like, "Yeah, that's Rockhound, ma." You know, because she's seen the article <laughs> about his wife, and you know, I'd explain to her who Steve Bushimi was, who's been in like a oh. thousand things. And, uh, he's in every him and that other dude uh, that have been in every everything Justin Long or whatever oh, yeah. they've been in like every movie <laughs> somewhere Brandon, in the background they're there <laughs> Justin Long will forever be Brandon St. Randy to me because of Zach and Mary make a porno it's just it's, it's uh, <laughs> forever and ever if I ever mean I would tell him so like your best role ever is Brandon St. Randy don't don't deny <laughs> it okay it's the best ever <laughs> I will be your gay Sherpa of the Mountain of Gay. I'll be your Sherpa of the Mountain of Gayness, he says, you know. <laughs> Quotable as fuck. It's so good. Oh, <laughs> uh, you know what else is so good? I watched You Might Be the Killer, which is a Shutter exclusive, apparently. Oh, yeah? Featuring that, that stoner guy from Cabin in the Woods and Allison Hannigan. Oh, I love him. I forget the guy's name, but basically, you just take the plot of the mask, except make, it, make him into a psycho killer, because. They're they're gonna open What's a camp it? and uh he, he his family owns the land and of course he he they find this 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 mask on in an old graveyard and he to this dumb girl it's always somebody stupid this dumb girl decides like hey put it on your face and he did it <laughs> and he kills when every is... and he kills everybody unknowingly the mask is making him do it and it's kind of hilarious because he's talking to Alice and handing it on the phone who owns this comic book store she's just telling him the rules of like. People compared it to Scream because she was describing all the rules of what's going to happen next in a horror film to him. About oh, how he's going right. to be the final girl. I was like, no, it's not like Scream. It's like Scream because he's, she's explaining the rules to him. But yeah. it's, not, it's not like Scream. This is a fun fucking movie. It wasn't, wasn't there, wasn't there, wasn't this exact story in Outer Limits episode back in the day? Possibly. It's, it's been done before. It's been done I so many times. Sh- when you were describing it, I was just like, I could have sworn this was outer limits. <laughs> it's just it's, it's it's like the mask, but if, if the mask guy the mask guy was a psycho killer, but if you read the mask comic books, he is kind of a, a psychotic killer in some certain points. So there, it's done more for comedy in the movie. But uh, this is funny, it's gory. Hang on a second. <clears throat> Sorry about that. I, I recommend yeah, no it. It's great to watch. It's on Shutter currently as exclusive. So go check out. You might I, you might be the killer because it's it's a lot of fun. And, have uh, you have you checked out uh, that choose your own adventure thing on Netflix? I haven't watched the the, the Bandersnatch uh, yet. I, I I started it 
But like I said, I, I was just like, ah, it hurts. Go back to I shouldn't be alive. You know, <laughs> I can't, I, I can't I heard, focus on this right now. <laughs> I heard they're being sued by the Choose Your Own Adventure people, though. I heard they're they're um. Why? Cause why? Because they, they stole their idea. They ran with it. That's why they're getting sued. Yeah, but haven't the Choose Your Own Adventure people been making those books since like the '60s? I mean, maybe, maybe come it's on, a man. Legal thing that 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 they own it. Only they. Only they. Only, only they. they are allowed. <laughs> Plus, I hear I hear that it's really faulty though. Like, if you if you don't like, let's say you think the main character sucks, you can't say I want to kill him. They say you got to choose somebody else. I was like, well, this is choose my own adventure. Why should there right? be a, a scenario where the main character gets killed right away? You know. I saw like I saw an, an Easter egg for it um, a few days ago, and I can't remember what the decision is. But there's there's one bit where he's talking to like a therapist or something like that because I obviously haven't watched it yet, and uh, he's like fuck it, and he just kicks the shit out of him, and then his dad comes in, and he just <clears throat> kicks the shit out of his dad, and then they're like, is this what you want, violence? And, like it was the full are you not entertained moment. It's, it's you a know, genius, it's a genius <laughs> idea. It's just like you know back in the day. I mean, games still this video games like Chrono Trigger that has twenty different endings depending on how you play it. Yes. So so naturally. Yes. You want to you want to see all the endings, so you keep on playing the fucking game and beating the game. This is this is this is just like that, except <clears throat> Netflix is getting you to watch it with different scenarios. So if you're really a diehard Black yeah. Mirror fan, which I'm not, but I guess I should be because people tell me it's good, and then I, I rely on these people's voices. They tell me it's pretty good. Um, Black Mirror Black Mirror is good, <clears throat> but honestly, I stopped watching it after the second season, not because it wasn't good, but because it's too good. Um, let me explain. It deals with a lot of uncomfortable topics and shit like that, but it does it so effectively that it just makes me feel really depressed after I watch it. Yeah. You know, I'm just like, ah, oh, this, uh, like, I feel like kind of lost inside after I've watched Black Mirror. So I was like, I need to step away from Black Mirror. It is awesome and I recommend it, but you know, if you're a little ball of emotion, like I am just, you know, take breaks from it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, two more things. I'm sorry. Uh, one more thing that's on Shutter currently as well is uh, King Cohen, which is a documentary about writer, producer, director, Maverick, Larry Cohen. Uh, oh, who's, oh, um, oh. It's really fucking enjoyable. If you love Larry Cohen like I love Larry Cohen since I was a wee little boy watching the stuff way too young, uh, yeah, you'll love it because they get everybody that was ever in one of his movies to be on there. And um, you get really funny stuff with Yop and Kodo who... Loves aliens. Does he tell it? Huh? What did they What did they use for this stuff? I, they didn't mention that, but I don't <laughs> want to know. Here's a, funny, here's a funny story. My friend uh, Doug Tilly from from, from Newfoundland uh, in Canada, who does Eric Roberts is the fucking man podcast with with Liam O'Donnell, his his buddy. They got to go have lunch with Larry lunch with Larry Cohen and and Eric Roberts uh, the day they had their live show and. <laughs> <laughs> Liam got something to eat for dessert and Larry Cohen just had like the most disgusted look on his face I guess as Liam was eating it it's like I don't know what he was eating <laughs> maybe some kind of moose or something I don't know but I would love to see the look on Larry Cohen's face and it would have been spectacular you know oh my god I, w I would like to see a Cohen Carpenter uh, team up 
Oh, Super great movie. You're, you're making my nipples hard, girl, thinking about that now, see? <laughs> that, uh, uh, but Carpenter would have to do the soundtrack. Yes. See, there, there, there's weird things that get your, your people off, Misty. That's what gets me off right there. If Larry <laughs> Cohen and, hey, that, and John Carpenter got together. Oh, <laughs> they, that that counts as a kink. I don't give a shit what he <laughs> says. That fucking counts. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, one more that I, I have to recommend because... I watched Assassination Assassination Nation is the movie, which is a film about which surrounds around these four or five five. Well, I can't call them females because one's a transgender. So four females and a transgender. They're 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 friends. Well, I and, mean, um, is the is the trans is the trans person a female or a male? It's a female trans person. Okay, so yeah, so five women. <laughs> she, she, she has a penis and it comes to play in the film at a certain point in the movie because one of the, the dudes in the film uh, blows her and this gets out in the world that he blew this trans person and uh, yeah it's a yeah but uh, Assassination Nation is essentially about this small town which is called Salem but I don't, it's not in the, the witchy sense basically there's a hacker in the town who's letting all people's personal information out into the the, the, the world uh, they let the mayor's information out. Like they got a bunch of pictures and videos of him dressed up like in brown panties doing kinky shit. So he kills himself, and then they do it to the school principal. And eventually, a whole bunch of stuff gets out, and they blame it on the one girl. And then it turns into like a riot purge situation. <laughs> what, what I love about this film is that it's like the purge, but if it really happened, like if if all the information like. All the stuff he didn't want people to see got into got out in the world, and they blamed it on they they, they end up blaming it on this one girl like in the group, and stuff goes to sh- crazy in the streets like a real real uh, torch squad um, firing squad g- going to collect people and then hurting people. If the purge actually happened in in this sense, this is what it would look like, you know, with the world of our social media, <laughs> you know, yeah. Only real problem I have with the film is it's it's got those 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 girls that I hate it that that talk the way they do, but that's what like the, Valley Girls. Yeah, not really. This takes place in the now in the oh the right now because oh like, do they talk in like emojis and stuff? No, like you know how girls talk, like like modern girls talk. I I I I was once hanging out with these people and now I can't stand these people kind of thing. <laughs> But yeah, if you can if you can get past that and enjoy this film about something that can is very real and it can really happen probably because people are just mean and rude and psychotic to each other, I think you'll really Thanks. dig Assassination Nation, and uh, yeah, I recommend you check it out because it's kind of good. So, <laughs> hey Gary, hey what? you want to you want you want to hear a pretty hilarious accent? Check What's out that? Chills on YouTube. Chills. He, yeah, he he does these videos on like you know. The top ten most terrifying, you know, bath bombs or whatever. The <laughs> most most haunted shower stalls in North America type of shit. But his accent is strong Northern California accent. So he's like, just when you thought it was safe to go outside, like the ghosts of your past come to find. It's oh my god, it cracks me the fuck up. <laughs> He's being all serious and shit. You're just like, <laughs> man, oh man. <laughs> that's it for the the watching phase and the talking phase. I'm gonna ask. I don't have much anything to say about this except for I'm gonna ask Misty. This is a wonderful segment we talk all now. The beef bitches and mashed potatoes. 
Okay, who gets the burly uh, beef? I ordered barbecue beef. I think that's mine, but I didn't who order fries. Who gets the barbecue beef? Mine's the Duke Deluxe. Okay, who gets the burly beef? What's your beef, girl? You got anything to, to be mad about today? Uh, I got all kinds of shit to be mad about today, but I'm not going to go into, like, my my normal sort of political kind of rants. Oh, okay. But I am focusing directly on the movies we're reviewing today. Okay. So just, just, so, just wait for us to talk about them, then, basically? Do, do you want me to? Because I can just say it now. No, that's okay. We'll wait, we'll wait to for your, your individual uh, bitches I'm, for that one. Yeah. I'm, sure I've, I'm sure I've got some stuff. To, oh, you know what? I do fucking have beef, actually. Um, right. I was friends with this girl. I've known her for years. Years and years and years, long before I moved over here. Um, and we found each other again online, and we were friends and everything. And she she's she's, like, busy a lot. And I'm busy a lot. So we didn't always connect and everything. And then she sends a message, right? That's like, you never ask about me. You never, you never like, you know, a bunch of fake ass friends. You never like ask how I'm doing and stuff. And it's like, bitch, I tried to set up Scott Hangouts with you. I tried to fucking like, I'll message you every once in a while and shit like that. You don't message me back. What the fuck? You want me to just sit here and talk to the fucking air? I got shit to do. So I had to cut her loose. I was like, you know what? Have a nice life. You know? <laughs> so I called my boy just the other day. So, Sounds like a real cash and uh, situation there, you know? Dude, dude <laughs> for people like that, that's my beef. People that expect you to do, like, make all this effort and have your life sort of revolve around making sure that they know that you're their friend, grow the fuck up. You know, grow up. Well, I'm, I'm 40 fucking years old. I don't have time to text you every single day and make sure you're okay and make sure everything's all right. I've got my own life to live. Fucking hell. You know? <laughs> Come on, man. Like, I mean, if shit's going on, like if one of my friends has some shit going on, I will absolutely check up on them regularly throughout the day. Mm-hmm. But nothing was going on. You know? <laughs> like, nothing's fucking happening. <laughs> You should so, call her and ask her if she want to have a catch or something. The wait, no, you got to work that day, so you know it doesn't work out that way. See, it's a oh man, yeah. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, it's fucking we're we're grown ass adults. I'm sorry, but like if I don't know there's a problem and you don't talk to me, I'm not gonna like sit there and fucking message you every day, going how are you, how you doing, how is everything, <laughs> is everything okay? Bitch is high maintenance, man. No. I like low-maintenance friends. We are friends. We're close. We know we're friends. We know that if we don't talk for six months, we can still call each other and be like, oh, my God, I need some help. Come over, and we'll be there for each other, you know? <laughs> well, right now, I have a friend. And this is my beef, too. We're beefing on friendship people or people who should be your friends. And my, mine yeah. is the exact opposite of your situation in which I'm, I'm the guy who was ignored – who by by a guy who he's he's probably, I think Lee, my friend Lee, he's twenty seven years old. I think I've known him since he was right. fucking a little shithead. I spent a lot of time <laughs> at the comic store playing land type video games, people. So, but my nerd cred is strong. And I can't help these <laughs> things. But this is where I met this kid when he was probably about thirteen years old. You know, and there was the older kids and there was the younger kids, and we kind of took the younger kids under our wing. So I, I consider Lee. My, my, the little brother I never had, you know. Yeah. And so Lee, he's a he's a he's a hipster musician now, and that's nice. all well and good. 
But yeah, he he was he came back. He went to the Air Force while I came back, and I, I begged to hang out with him, you know, because I want to see how he was doing. I want to give my my little brother a hug, you know, stuff like that. He he was out there doing other things, but now he decided to move to California to go do other things and to go hang out with his musician friends and to leech uh, off of them for a while. And you know, now what part I, what part of California is he going to? Oh, he's he's right there in L.A. He's, I think he's working at the whiskey. I think. Oh God! So he's right. He's right there on the strip working, and um, but yeah, it's one of those things where he's he's naive. He's always been naive. So I worry for him. So when I I call or text you concernedly, just to make sure you got to where you were going. I know he's there now, and that's that, that's entirely not the point though. You just pick up the phone and call me for five minutes and say, you know what, I'm out here. I'm doing fine. It's like no, this this little fucker's out there. Get his butt, his his ball circulation cut off by them skinny jeans he's wearing. I'm, I'm glad he cut off that stupid soul patch because I would have shaved it off for him because it looked fucking. Dude, ridiculous. I didn't think people still had soul patches. People still have soul patches. He was rocking it, man. I was like, dude, no, don't do that. It looks it looks bad on you. Um, that's the thing. You know what? Never let anybody judge you for what you choose to do with your hair unless it just looks like shit on you. <laughs> it's not the style, but it's not for you, you know. So, so if you got a friend who, who's that kind of friend, who's very passive for no good reason, I'm not even upset about. It. He's out there doing his own thing. It's just yeah, one of those things that that is the exact opposite of what your beef is. My beef is with my little brother Lee, who's a uh, uh, Captain Dushat, and I, I wish him the best. But <laughs> this friend, this friend in question, is quite a user. So whoever, because Misty. This is a viable question, right? That right. If, if you're moving, if you're getting your car to go somewhere far away to live, should you ask this person, well, do you have a place to stay? And when they say, well, kind of, aren't you going to worry about that, you know? <laughs> well, yeah, but yeah, because I've been that person. And I, I answered that damn well knowing I didn't have a for sure place to stay. But um, yeah, no, that's that's the thing. It's it's it doesn't take more than two seconds to just text and be like, yo, I made it all right. Uh-huh. You know, it doesn't take two seconds. And there are a lot of people. Um, and I knew I've known a lot of people that have absolutely fucking no one in this world that gives a shit about them. So take that and feel special that you have someone in your life that cares, yeah. you know? I mean, I love him. I'm going to do his own thing. I'm, I'm hoping for not failure, but I, I know, I know what he's like. So whoever he's he's living with or fucking to live with is going to eventually see this motherfucker ain't got a job and I'm feeding and taking care of him. And they're going uh, to they're they're put his ass out of the street. Because I've learned in this world that not, not by me personally, but by other friends, because I, I, don't, I don't hang like that with women, that no matter how good you think your dick or JJ is, eventually somebody's going to throw your ass out of the street if you ain't acting right. You know, yeah, and if he's in California, you know he's going to end up up in Humboldt County working as a trimmer, <laughs> <laughs> like all the rest of us on the street in California. <laughs> See, now, now you got close to curiosity. What what is this trimmer that you're speaking of? This is the uh... oh for pot farmers. They they like all the homeless kids and stuff. They come down and they'll like if they need someone to come work the the farm and trim the plants, ready for selling and transport and shit, and uh, they pay you a bit to go in and trim the plants for him. But now it's legal. I bet business is really, really, really smaller than it used to be. <laughs> I bet it is. I bet it is. 
<laughs> it reminds me of that Bob's Burgers where the kids worked at the at the at Princey's Blueberry Farm and they were selling the weed for the old folks, you know? Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that one. Hey, hey, don't laugh. That's my re- retirement plan. <laughs> I, need another, I need another basket of blueberries. This one was all seeds and stems. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, it's such a great episode of Bob's Burgers. I love it so much. <laughs> oh, my God. But yeah, I'm, I'm going to leave the beepage there. If we're going to talk about the two films that I, I, I chose to put together because I feel that one gets love, kind of. I, I think it was moderately successful, whereas the other one was maligned for having basically the same kind of ideas, but with a much <laughs> earlier effects budget because it came like, I don't know, uh, 92 to 2014, about 22 years later, the one movie th- is the gap in between effects budgets, okay? Yeah, we're, yeah. We're, we're going to talk about Lawnmower Man from 1992 and Lucy from 2014. In a, a I got to be honest with you. What's I got to be honest with you, man. Like when you said Lawnmower and I went to look it up, I had no, I did, I would not have guessed that that was 92. I thought that movie came out in like 88. <laughs> oh, no, no. Uh, and I've seen I've seen worse stuff than Lawnmower Man. Trust me. <laughs> Although I do kind of like Lawnmower Man and Lawnmower Man too. We'll get we'll get into that later on though. Um, <clears throat> but we'll do Lawnmower Man first. We'll do it in chronological order. Uh, right after the break. Doms and subs, masters, mistresses and slaves, owners and pets, daddies, mommies and littles, primals and prey. Switches, heathens, kinksters and deviants, welcome to Legion After Dark. Legion After Dark is a movie review podcast with a kinky twist. I'm your host, Lady M, and every episode I'll be reviewing a movie with a BDSM or kink theme. I'll also be talking about books, sex toys, bondage equipment, all the fun things that make life grand. I'll be featuring a different kink each episode, and I'll even give you a song to sing to. So join us on Legion After Dark, coming soon to Legion Podcast Network. Job Smith is the lawnmower man. A man. Joe! Come on, boy, let's go. Grass is waiting for you. With the mind of a child. Yes, Cyborg Man. He came to see me. Cyborg Man. Comics, right? Yes, Cyborg Man. (laughs) And a doctor. Virtual reality holds a key to the evolution of the human mind. With a vision of the future. I have a game in my house that you might like to play. Would you like that? Yeah. Okay. really bad. I have different games. I even have one that could help make you smarter. Now, ah! Job Smith is about to enter the world of virtual reality. Ah, it's gonna hit no, me! No, 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 just relax. 
It's going to be like being up there with the stars, Job. They're going to another planet. His mind is like a clean, hungry sponge. I just graduated to the next level, Job. <laughs> You're not the one, old man. Well, you've certainly changed. I don't know how you did it, but I approve. You absorbed Latin yesterday in less than two hours. A world where the normal course of events can suddenly turn inside out. You realize, Dr. Angelo, that my intelligence has surpassed yours. The imaginary becomes real. Trying to get inside my head, Joe. You can't hide anything from me, Dr. Angelo. And reality. We have no idea what he's going to do. Is all in your mind. The Lawnmower Man. Uh, IMDb is, is a shyster and a prick because let me tell you what they did to the Lawnmower Man, okay? This is not deserved at all. <laughs> <sighs> it gets a 6.5 out of 10 from, from 15 ratings. That's all it gets 15 ratings. I like it. I, I'm not going to give my score right now, but it, it's good enough. But they gave it. The, the the cover art for it is the Sega Genesis cartridge box cover <laughs> for the shitty fucking video game that they made for this fucking movie. <laughs> and the plot synopsis is the plot synopsis from Lawnmower Man 2 Beyond Cyberspace, a.k.a. Lawnmower Man 2 Job's War, okay? Are you serious? It's, yeah, the plot synopsis says this is the plot synopsis from the Lawnmower Man. Uh, the direct sequel to The Lawnmower Man 1992, <laughs> Job takes over cyberspace, kidnaps the characters from the movie, and imprisons them into in his world. Doctor, it's not even the same doctor. They got the wrong. <laughs> doctor Angelo was not in that movie. It's a different doctor. In his avatar form, must overcome Job's traps and puzzles to save them. This is a person that has not seen Lawnmower Man 2 Beyond Cyberspace. That's the name <laughs> because it's it doesn't suck. Okay. Not, that's like a mixture of one plot with another plot. But the plot, the plot to the Lawnmower Man from 1992 <laughs> is about a doctor, Dr. Angelo, played by Pierce Brosnan. Who He's creates, a gynecologist. He is a, he is a, he is a vagina magnet, dude. Let me tell you, man. <laughs> uh, he's, he's, he creates a, a program through virtual reality to, to basically fix, fix brain patterns to make things smarter. So that he um, can figure out how to talk to dogs. Yeah, talk to dogs and, and talk to <laughs> and, and talk to uh, chimps who have amazing laser tag helmets and guns. And uh, uh, by the way, we, we watched. And I, wish, I should explain the monkey because it doesn't really come up in the original cut of this film. This the cut that we watched, which is two hours and twenty one minutes long. Some of it was that's needed. a lot of lawnmower man. <laughs> a lot of lawnmower man. A lot of lawnmower man. <laughs> some of it was needed. Some of it was not needed. I think that the the opening part with with uh, the chimp, because his his research started with a chimp, and I should explain the rest of the plot. He basically finds Job, who's a simple a simple he's a savant basically. He knows how to fix things like lawnmowers he's simple and stuff jet. like that. But he has the he has the mind of a child, so he gets the idea to put use his program and his drugs to fix Job with hilarious results. People, okay, you know. He just wanted to replace his monkey and was like, this guy's close enough. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but the, the opening of this film, the, the, the director's cut and not in the theatrical cut, is this fucking monkey, this, this chimp, 
escapes from the lab because uh, against Dr. Angelo's wishes, they, they used more powerful drugs on him. And it basically made him self-aware with the help of his super laser tag helmet that can tell you if somebody's a threat or not. And it goes on a killing rampage, uh, hilariously. And then, of course, finds Job and yada yada. This part has nothing to do with the movie world, where the chimp finds Job and Job, th- Job thinks he's a, a, a superhero, but he's not. Yada yada yada. Yeah, because of, of the comic books. And, yeah. then, and then Skynet appears. Yes, indeed. <laughs> but yeah, there's more to that. There's more with the neighbor. There's more crazy fucking shit out of this movie. Some of it's necessary, some of it's not necessary. We'll, I'm going to ask Misty first, though. Misty, you said you had pet peeves about both of these films that were had in common with these films. Tell us the world, t- tell cyberspace what you think about Lawnmower Man, okay? What I think about Lawnmower Man. All right. Uh, well, the the big pet peeve for both movies, and this especially goes for Lucy, is the whole you only use 10% of your brain bullshit that is not fucking true that is only in movies seriously we use a hundred percent of our brain if we are resting like if you're laid down with your eyes closed and you're like on the verge of falling to sleep you can go down to sort of like 20 percent you know but you are using all the parts of your brain at at all times it all lights up like a fucking christmas tree constantly the brain is only 3% of our sort of body weight, you know, but it uses 20% of the energy that our bodies produce because it is all working at high efficiency. And this 10% thing has been going around since fucking, oh gosh, it was, it was started with this psychologist, right? Back in like the seventies, I think. And he did the whole theory about oh you're only using 10% of your brain or 10% of your brain just imagine what would happen and it's fucking bullshit it's not true at all um the the closest thing to truth on the brain thing is that we we know where all the connections are we know what connections are working but we don't know what all the connections do you know but for fuck's sake, that that is amazing. Every time I see that in a movie, I instantly just want to punch the screen. I'm just like, no, stop spreading this bullshit. It's not fucking true. <laughs> um, other beef with Lawnmower Man in particular, the fucking neighbor. That bitch, she's a rapist. Let oh, me explain. Yeah. yeah. She's a fucking rapist, right? She seduces him. But she doesn't know that the research has made him smarter. So to her, he still has the mind of a child. That's a fucking predator. Bitch should have died. She should have died a lot more horrifically than anything that was given to her in the movie. I'm telling you. This bitch, no. Not quite. If that was a fuck, if that was like the other way around, you know, and it was some... I, I, I get it. Because there's a point in the film where she, she, she notices him in a way... Like yeah, he's kind of he's kind of dumb, but he's kind of cute. Like this is a guy I could boss around, kind of deal. Yeah. And th- this is this is a girl who's played uh, by Jenny Wright, who uh, people may know from Near Dark. She she plays the the, oh, the shit. Lead, yeah, yeah. The, the the shy female from from Near Dark, a vampire. <laughs> I'll go ahead. I'm sorry. Continue. But yeah, there, there's a there, there's the part where I guess he becomes like you know I don't want to call him a tard because he's very he's very smart in certain sense. But when he becomes, you know, more smarter, the more of a man than he once was, he starts putting on those fancy jeans. 
I guess that's when she really wants to fuck him. But yeah, there's that point in the film where he's supposed to have like the eight year old mind. Like, yeah, I really want to fuck this eight year old really bad. Right. You know? Right. What the fuck? <laughs> I'll get, um, that, I'll get that lawn job done for free if you know what I'm saying. You know? Dude, I mean, <laughs> shit's gross, dude. I mean, fucking hell. Like, if it had happened, if she hadn't been checking him out before, and it had happened after he, he got more intelligent and he went up and, like, struck up a conversation with her, I'd have been fine with it. But that's not what happened. She was looking over that fence way before the experiment started. <laughs> she just want to give us some lemonade there, girl. Come on now. Joe, do you want some lemonade? Okay, you know. Why don't you come upstairs? <laughs> I'll continue. I'm sorry. Oh, man. Um, those are my big... Also, okay. And, and I, this doesn't just go for lawnmower men. They need to stop putting sex scenes in Stephen King adaptations because they're always awkward as fuck and they never are at the right moment and they're never like they never make any sense and this is no exception. All of the sex scenes in this about, movie. Are we talking about the, the the dual VR suit fucking in this movie, you know? Dude, I mean, see every sex scene in this movie is just awkward and not hot. You know, if you're going to put sex in a movie, it should be at least somewhat titillating, some something, you know, but this is just fucking awkward. It's like, you know, it's like if you're it's like if you're at like a fucking event and some autistic kid grabs the head speaker's boob or something. It's just like, uh, <laughs> it's all fucking wrong. It's all wrong. I, I, I got to talk about the scene. Where they're, they're having their, their dual uh, cyberspace, uh, cyber sex, or whatever's going on. Like, all of a sudden, they're, like, they're like getting hot and heavy. They're, they're, they're avatars of the cyberspace. And all of a sudden, like, boo, I'm a monster. And boo, I'm yeah. fucking brain dead now. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she's like, she's like, oh, I don't like this. He's like, oh, I know what you'll like. And turns into that big, goofy-ass, like, it looks like fucking Qbert on, like, meth or something. It's like the weirdest <laughs> It's like the weirdest rape scene I've ever seen in my life, because she obviously, you know, no means no in every sense, even in cyberspace. You know, yeah. She she didn't want him, <laughs> and he's like, no, no, you're really like this face I'm going to make now. It's like, <laughs> blah, man. Like, you you could have gone with anything. You could have been fucking Brad Pitt or, like, Norman Reedus or something. You could have gone with anything, and you chose meth head Cubert monster. It reminds me of... You know, the scene in Clockwork Orange where Alex is in the record store between the two girls and the one <laughs> the one girl's popsicle not by accident looks like a fucking drooping dick and he starts to lick it. That, that's that's what it reminds me of so much. Oh my god, the, it's the, so bad. The drooping dick popsicle <laughs> from Clockwork Orange. Oh god, nobody wants a drooping dick. I, I I laughed at it for a second, but I was so busy admiring that pimp ass coat he was wearing, oh, yeah. it was hard for me to concentrate on anything oh, else. That coat, dude, looked stunning. And, uh, the the Cossack coat that Telly oh, Savalas is wearing at Horror Express. Oh Fuck man, yeah, yes, man, I'm a sucker for a nice coat. Seriously, <laughs> I am ten times more likely to talk to you if you got a badass coat on okay, <laughs> than at any other time. Give me a nice coat to walk around with it for a while, and uh. Yeah. <laughs> I knew this guy in Virginia that somehow scored a fucking fireman's coat and would wear it out and they'd be like, oh my God, are you a fireman? He's like, yeah. And it's like, no, you're fucking not. You're a stoner. <laughs> man, oh man. 
Oh, my, my relationship with Lawnmower Man goes, goes deep. I, I think I seen it at the dollar store way back. I mean, dollar dollar theater way back when. So probably about 90, 93, maybe like that. It was in the second run theater, obviously. Yeah. And I really liked it. I was one of those people that's under the illusion. And this, this fucking poor bastard, second time we discussed him on the show of all time. Austin O'Brien is the actor that plays the young boy in the movie. That's that's the neighbor to Doctor Angelo who likes his video <laughs> games and his best friends to Joe because they're mostly both basically the same age. This kid cannot act to save his life in anything he's in, and I I feel I don't know if it's but the material they give him or somebody encouraging him like those Will Smith children that you're really good because he's not really good at all. He's he is the the Jake Lloyd before Jake Lloyd was a thing. Yeah. And he was given the responsibility to be Arnie's sidekick and last action hero and playing really terrible California Austin O'Brien and My Girl 2. He's in this movie playing a real shitty kid where he's abused by his father. You know, you know, this is this is the film where you root for that to happen because he's so terrible. But then he's abused and you're like, yeah, <laughs> yeah that's kind of nice. He's getting abused. And because uh, he's just a douchebag and everything that he's in. Oh, God. But the, the uh, Austin O'Brien aside, I, I gotta I gotta analyze the relationship between <laughs> what led Doctor Angelo to Job, which is really an airplane situation, a real Billy. Have you ever seen a grown man naked situation? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> why, why Do you like come, gladiators? <laughs> why don't you come down to my weird basement and I'll play some <laughs> games with you? Yeah, he's all stoked about it. He's just like, dude, is it just me or when he w- first walks out of his shed with his overalls and shit on, doesn't he look like a young Trey Parker? Motherfucker think, looks just like Trey Parker. I think the creepier <laughs> part is I think he buttons the one the one strap over as he comes out of there. <laughs> yeah. And I have to go back and see now just to see if that's a thing because I, I know he has no guardian and I, I forgot to mention Jeffrey Lewis in this movie. Jeffrey Lewis is, I guess, his his partner in the lawn mowing business i guess he's the brother of yeah. the preacher that he's staying with who who dies an amazing death let me tell you you, like, you can't have a stephen king movie without an abusive preacher of some sort in it <laughs> this is a good one where we, he uh he finds his cowboy smut i guess that he's trying to emulate this cowboy by wearing his fancy blue jeans you know but uh that scene's hilarious um <laughs> Yeah, the, the relationship with those two is just—it's strange because he, he's like, "Yeah, you know what? I—I I, I got this simpleton. I—I'm I'm gonna go out on a limb here and just make him better. I don't care what the research says. His brain synapses can explode on all cylinders, but you know what? This target yeah. will do. So let let me put him in my lab and <laughs> let's play some games with him." <laughs> It's really creepy and really wrong, you know. I find it really hilarious how, like, watching these old movies concerning things like virtual reality and stuff like that, because they're like, it's it would change the world, and it's like now you just have people on YouTube, like. <laughs> no, that's that's where I, I have to get to where, where the love should be for this film because there are parts of the Lawnmower Man and its research that is structurally sound with the right stimuli with a brain like Job's, who's not. He's not he's not retarded. He's just simple. He knows how to do, but he has skills to do things. Right. With the right stimuli and the and the way he's doing it, it's possible, but not in the sense of it being like him having supernatural powers to light people yeah. on fire or levitate things. <laughs> That's where you get in the realm of ridiculousness. 
Yeah, absolutely. Like they're, they're working on treatments like that for Alzheimer's patients and things like that at the minute, you know, to help them retain some of the old memories that they lost. But yeah, you're not going to fucking, and he didn't even become a like godlike really, you know, he was still very much a human, but he was just a human that could do stuff, you know, like his mentality never, you know, when I, when I think of godlike, I think, and, and honestly, I think Lucy did the best with this. You yes. wouldn't give a shit about these small puny things that are going on around you anymore because you can your sight is so much bigger than that. But he still remained a very emotional in the moment human. Well, he you didn't know, really, go, he really, he really go crazy, crazy until he, he overdosed himself to make him, I guess, king yeah. into overdrive. <laughs> you know, <Yeah. laughs> and that that's when this film gets really crazy. Where he starts turning people into fucking bubbles and shit, and you know, like yeah, this is really stupid looking, but you know, the 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 the, the base storyline the Law Mormon deserves a little more love, deserves a little bit more, you know, looking into, in my opinion. So that's why I chose to to do this this show, this high on enlightenment mm. thing, because the the next one gets even stranger, but in a more scientific way, I think. I don't know. We'll, we'll see. I have to do do some major research on that to figure that out, but. Lawmore Man itself is is it's really dumb forty percent of the time. It's that's yeah sixty percent of it keeps <laughs> me in it. Well, I mean, honestly, like this this is one that I, I talk a lot of shit about it, but realistically, if you'd seen it at the time it came out, it was awesome. There was like when it like came it. out, yeah, when it came out, it was amazing. But watching it now, you're just like, oh my god. <laughs> it was like that. I forget the walking film where they were using like stuff like this to, to go into people's brains and stuff like that. But there was that, this came out like the cell came out with, with JLo and Vincent D'Onofrio where she can go inside of the serial killer's brain. You know, there wasn't, I think, uh, existence, the Cronenberg film about the, the video game, uh, assassins and shit. It, it, it's a, yeah. yeah, that, that came out. Um, <laughs> there wasn't, but when this came out, there was, like you said, there was nothing else like it. And I think that um, the science that that is true that that began of this fifteen-page short story—I forget how it wasn't long at all—it has, it has yeah. nothing to do. Of course, they, they did this with with twenty Stephen King short stories, in which they took an idea from it and <laughs> made something entirely, you know, different, but has some of the same themes. I think that um, the original short story was about an old man who was the lawnmower man and. I forget the plot. It was really thin in like fifteen pages. Like I said, it was nothing like this, nothing extravagant. But um, yeah, at the end of the day, though, you know that <laughs> this film, the sequel, is even hokier because it had you got one year later. I surprised it. It was this fast, but Job is replaced by uh, Matt Matt Fruer, who's a he's, <laughs> he's in Max Headroom and he's in. The Dawn of the Dead remake. He's in a whole oh, lot God. of stuff. Oh, God. Yeah, he's in The Stand. He's, and in, the like, stand. He, he's in tons of stuff. That, yeah, plays, that's another one that's in everything. Yes. <laughs> he, plays, he plays Job in this movie, which at the end, the lab blows up and Job is found, but he's still very aware of who he is. So they're going to use him to, to build like this giant conglomerate internet network, which is like, yeah, we got control of this guy. But then at the end, Job gets control of it like he knew he was going to. And, uh... Yada yada yada. Austin O'Brien returns people as the same <laughs> kid, but in the future, see, it's a year later. 
but they're like 20 years or, or 35 oh. years into the future or something. Full back to the future mode. It's like. <laughs> but he hit puberty. He, he hit puberty hard. That, that little, uh, that little kid. And, um, I think this was post my girl too. I don't recall, but the movie's really dumb, but I really like it for some reason. <laughs> Go back to our sloppy seconds episode on beyond, beyond cyberspace. It's there. Um, but yeah, this one, the performances were fine. I really love the mind manipulation Joe was pulling because Dr. Angelo was a <laughs> shitty husband to his wife. I forgot to bring that up how much of pe- more of a piece of shit. This is like, people are like, oh, that guy at the gas station was really mean. That 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 temper- <laughs> temptress neighbor was really mean. Let's talk about what a prick bag Dr. Angelo is some more. He has a, a very attractive wife who he's very cruel to, you know, for, for to, to save his own research. There's a point in this movie where, where Job <laughs> fucks with her head and she becomes like Susie Homemaker <laughs> that I like. You know, make him a pie and then suck his dick kind of thing. <laughs> and that's hilarious. Because in the beginning, he's like, yeah, Dr. Angelo's a real asshole, but does he really deserve this automaton wife? Because deep down inside, we all know a real bitch, not necessarily our spouse, and we love to get separated all day long. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, bitch, go get me a beer, you know. Uh- <laughs> God, deep down inside, we have that one person that you would love to do that to. Don't 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 lie, audience, because you know it's true. Okay, you know, yeah, she, she gets her her mind switched, and then <laughs> for some reason, he's walking around wearing that suit for the rest of the film. <laughs> I don't know why. He's doing that <laughs> My God, oh, it's yeah. it's just so breathable. It, it's roomy. It's so airy. Oh yeah, it's roomy, especially in the crotchal region. You know, when you shrink that, which is the dumbest part of this movie, the part where he fully immerses himself in his cyberspace, and that suit just shrinks like nobody's business. You know, <laughs> yeah. what You got the cyberspace hymns. That's what happens to you. Okay, you know? <laughs> your body shrinks to nothingness, and then you're oh. stuck in the world. And then in the sequel, you're expected to believe. That he lost about twenty pounds and he became bald, but yet still <laughs> still fully formed Matt Frewer in a wheelchair. You know? Fully like, hey. formed Matt Frewer. It's like, hey, I'm okay. Yeah, it's all fine. It's fine. I'm, I'm going to take over this database and fuck up the world. You know, no, but some of some of the like the. The Jeff Faye, Jeff Faye is a treasure. I, I love this guy and stuff. He's good in this. I love body parts. He he has, he has an amazing role in um in uh what's he in Psycho? He's in Psycho Three. He has an amazing role in Planet Terror, where he plays the the guy, the barbecue guy in Planet Terror. You know? Oh God, yeah, I forgot that was him. Yeah, that's him with with with, with Michael Bean. Um, but yeah, he's great. In this. He gives like some great monologues about you know. And I love the end of this movie because something he says happens to where, you know, when I am gone, all the phones in, in the world will ring all at once. You'll know just who it is. And then it happens like, yeah, the world is kind of fucked now. And then it kind of <laughs> ends. And I really like the ending to this movie for that reason. You kinda, yeah. You kind of look past, like, the Vector Man bullshit where all the people are turning into bubbles and shit. And he turns himself into like, a plague of bees and... Yeah, all the stupid stuff. Not you gotta the forget bees. about all that. Yes, yeah, not the bees. <sighs> you gotta forget all that when you get to the ending, and then 
you get precisely what his goal was. You realize, you know what, the world's never going to be the same. And then you go to the credits, and then that's that's all the movie you get. But yeah. You watch the director's cut, you've sat there for two hours and 21 minutes watching it. And you're like, was it really worth it? It's like, yeah, 60-40, like I said. So I'm, I'm going to leave it at that yeah. and ask you, what else do you think of Anything else you want to say about Lawnmower Man, and what is your rating 1 to 10? Um... <sighs> If you'd asked me this when Lawnmower came, Man came out, I would have given it probably a seven or eight. Okay. But rewatching it now, uh, five out of ten. Five out of ten, mainly because of the t- super awkward sex scenes. Oh yeah. The the rapist neighbor, because um, everybody's rapist? just there, cool there, with there's, it. There's several rapist neighbors in this film, but you, you, <laughs> the, you yeah. gotta specify, you know. <laughs> the fucking the chick the uh, wife. I, I, I'm quite sure the pastor wanted to fuck him too. I'm I'm, I'm just saying, you know. Yeah, at least at least he died horribly though. She didn't even die horribly. Oh, yeah, in, um, in the church, none, no less. Which is, I love a church death. Yeah, you know me. I love a church death. I really, my, really my love favorite, a church. My favorite church scene in any movie is, and people hate this movie, but it's in Hellraiser Three: Hell on Earth. Right. In, in which Pinhead is like taking pieces of himself and feeding him <laughs> to the priest and says, This is my body. You know, shit like that. I was like, It's so, <laughs> it's so sacrilege. It's so wonderful. I love that. That so is much. pretty great. Yeah. That is pretty great. <laughs> I'll continue. I'm sorry. Um, but yeah. yeah. So, so for that reason, uh, it's not that it's bad. It's just that it hasn't aged well. And you can say that about a lot of movies. Yes. Um, the premise is it's at the time was really, really unique, but it's one that we're all super familiar with at this point. You know, it's same premise in Ghost in the Shell, same premise in, you know, it goes, it, it, we, we're used to that now. So it doesn't seem as impressive. So if I recommend somebody watch it now, I'm going to give it a five out of 10. If you haven't seen it, like, you know, it's, it's not going to blow your mind, but, you know. You're not going to want to throw your TV out the window either. <laughs> Sorry about that. Uh, yeah, me, ah, you're good. You're good. Uh, me, um, yeah, I, st- I still really dig it. It's, 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 it's my kind of dumb fun. You know, like, <laughs> like the movie Strange Days. It, oh, I love not, Strange Days. It has I science that doesn't that work in it, but I still really <laughs> like it. Um, yeah. I love a lot I was of films like- that... I was expecting so much more from the year 2000 because of that movie. <laughs> I love films that has science in it that really doesn't work. We haven't really haven't done it. I'm, I'm, we're going to do Pulse one day, not the Asian one, but the one in which in the 80s, which electricity goes crazy in houses. That sounds interesting. I've not seen it. It stars Cliff DeYoung and um, a young, young Matthew Lawrence is in the movie. And basically electricity is the villain of the film because... It do, it never really explains why it does it, but electricity is alive like it is in real life, but is is choosing to attack this block and the people inside of it through their electronics. Just this one block. Yeah. What what did they do? This Jesus, was, this was in the eighties. That's what this, I think eighty six. I think this came out. If you lived in this neighborhood, what did you guys do to piss off electricity? Oh, no. <laughs> they never explain it, and I love it. I love that they they, they don't need really need exposition. About what happens? Yes, it's it just they just don't explain it. It just happens. And I love see. I 
I love it. I love bir- I love the birds for the same reason. I mm-hmm. love it when shit just goes down and nobody knows why. Well, the birds you happen know? because you know why the birds happen because that bitch Tippy Hedren brought those fucking uh, those fucking <laughs> um, those finches or the fuck she brought into the, the. I think they were like the loving birds or the kissing birds. I forget yeah. what she brought in there. And she fucked up the pecking order, so that's why the fucking birds went crazy. <laughs> fucking bitch, you know? <laughs> this is all her fault. She just had to have those fucking birds. They, they were correct in, in saying, yes, when you came to town, this started to happen. Because, yes, when you came to town, this started to happen. I'd like to think that it's because she's one of the cat people from the movie Cat People. <laughs> <laughs> and the birds can sense it, you know? So yes, Mr. Hitchcock, you had every right to abuse Tippy Hedger back in the day because she fucked up that town, man. <laughs> fucked it up. Oh my god. What was I even talking about? Oh, Pulse and Ghost in the Machine. Pulse. I've never seen that before. Yeah. Ghost in the Machine is a magical film in which uh which that would probably go better best better better with Shocker because this is a film in which a killer who works at a computer store gets a hold of Karen Allen's uh scans uh, Karen Allen's um, address book onto a computer, and when he dies, he, his soul goes into the computer and goes to kill the people that, that are in it, one by one, in hilarious ways. Somebody gets killed with a microwave hilariously, and uh, yeah, that's that's another another show for another time. So, Shocker and Ghost of the Machine, coming very soon to the Cinema Beat podcast, people. Uh, but yeah, I, I, give it, I give it a good... I'm going to give it a 7 out of 10, because I still enjoy it. I enjoy the ideas more now that I analyze them more of the stuff that could really be a thing and the stuff that's just fucking nonsense. Like 40% of this movie is nonsense of Joe's powers. Much like 40% of the stuff in the next movie is nonsense probably as well, but I don't know. I've never used more than 100% of my brain before. You know, my headphones! <laughs> Technical difficulties! But yeah, we'll be right back with Lucy from 2014. <laughs> Read this. Hello, this is the Doom Show. Keep on keeping on and keep on trucking, America. We don't listen to our feedback because we don't get any. <laughs> the truth hurts. I just alienated the two people that give us constant feedback. Sorry, guys. That's gotta go. <laughs> That's gotta go in there. So on the show, uh, we talk about giallo movies and slasher movies and cult movies. Sometimes we even talk about Cameron Mitchell and his movies. I am Richard. Who are you? I am Brad, the guy that's not Richard or Jeffrey or Simon. That's right. We have four people and we always talk at once, except to each other. Jeffrey lives up north. Simon lives across the world. Richard lives in Penis, Alabama. Hello, This is the Doom Show is a proud member of the Legion Podcast Network. Check out the other shows on legionpodcast.com. You can check out more Hello, This is the Doom Show at hellodoomshow.podomatic.com or at doommoviethon.com. Check for our Amazon exclusive Hello, This is the Doom Show cookbook. Do you like hot dogs? (laughs) We got them. Do you like mac and cheese? We got it. Do you like cheddar? We have it. Actually, we don't. No, no cheddar. Just Colby. Colby Jack. Hello, this is the Doom Show. We never gave up on you because you never gave up on us. Wow. What happened? What did you do to my stomach? What's going on? You've nearly slipped a new package into your lower tummy. 
and you're going to transport something very special to us. No, no, no. You speak English? Yes, yes. Take yes. me to the hospital now. Hospital. Somebody put a bag of drugs inside me. I need you to take it out. It's leaking. It is estimated most human beings only use 10% of the brain's capacity. Imagine if we could access 100%. Interesting things begin to happen. Yes? Professor Norman, my name's Lucy. I just read all your research on the human brain. It's a little rudimentary, but you're on the right track. Thank you. I have access to 28% of my cerebral capacity. I can feel every living thing. Since when did you start writing Chinese? Since an hour ago. What happens when she reaches 100%? I have no idea. All this knowledge. You can unlock secrets that go beyond our universe. I'm not even sure that mankind is ready for it. It's like all things that make me human are fading away. Lucy from 2014. Uh, stars Scarlett Johansson, Morgan Freeman, and a whole fuckload of Asian people, people. It is written and directed by Luke Besson, who gave us The Professional and Fifth Element and lots of other good stuff. We'll see if this film's good. Uh, the plot synopsis is this. A woman, accidentally caught in a dark deal, turns the tables on her captors and transforms into a merciless warrior evolved beyond human logic. That really fucking sucks, okay? <laughs> Lucy is basically a, a mule because her boyfriend got her into some shit. She puts this. She, she is forced to have this this powder uh, that is basically synthetic. It's called like CH four or something like that. But it's basically um, synthetic stuff that that makes like babies' bones grow while it's inside the womb and stuff. So yeah, she she gets it inside of her gut. She gets accosted by some airport security. The package breaks and she just goes batshit insane, uh, doing crazy Matrix moves to people and fucking people up and going on Morgan Freeman's TV and enlightening him and shit. But I'll kick it to you, Misty, ask you what you thought about Lucy from 2014. Um, well, obviously, we already talked about my pet peeve and Lucy is a big offender on the 10% brain thing. Um, but I, was this based on an anime? I it's, really don't know. It seems keep talking and I'll look. Yeah. It seems very much like an anime, the way, like the characters, the over-exaggerated, like, okay, at one point, you know, all Lucy does, she's leaving and this guy handcuffs a briefcase to her and is like, go take it in. Or, you know, you're just stuck with this briefcase on your arm and shit. 
And uh, they bring, obviously, it's full of the blue glass looking stuff, which is awesome. Yeah, um, it does look And they good. haul out their resident, yeah, they, they haul out their resident junkie to test it. And you could not get a more anime junkie. I mean, he's all ragged and he's stumbling around and his teeth are all rotten. And it just, it, it feels very much like an anime to me. And, it, and a, a lot of it reminded me a lot of um, the serial experiments of Lane which is an anime series from the 90s, I think. Um, might be 2000, but I doubt it's any later than that. But it has a very similar it has a very similar plot and it has a very similar feel to it. And the ending is quite similar as well, which is interesting. Um, so it just made me wonder if it was based on an anime and I just didn't know about it. Um, no, it's, it's not based on anime, though. It's, it's is it not? Apparently, it's, according to the IMDb trivia, it, it, does, it doesn't mention it all. But I'd imagine that'd be something that they mentioned. Yeah, it's it's so it's very much like an anime uh, in the way it's presented, the colors, the atmosphere, um, which I really like. I quite like the whole. It's got almost like a cyberpunk feel to it, and I I love that. I love me a cyberpunk type of movie. You know, um, so yeah, I liked it better than I like Lawnmower Man. But when I first saw Lawnmower Man back when it came out, I liked Lawnmower Man more than I liked Lucy the first time I saw Lucy. <laughs> if that makes any sense at all. No, no, no. It, it makes total. <laughs> you know sense what I mean? It took me. It took me. And this is gonna sound weird. Thinking, why would you go back to the film? It took me a good two or three times to really immerse myself in Lucy because. It's a thinker, if that means anything to people, because it, it, you have to watch and, and realize what's happening to, to her and why this is a thing in this movie. Like, why like are, why are all of her cells going all at once, like, going crazy and stuff? Like, yeah. You start, to, you start to notice things, and you notice more and more things. So it took three times for me to, to like Lucy, but why I kept going back and do it, because I was, I was intrigued by certain things that maybe I missed. Yeah. So every I think, time I, every time I watched it, I would catch more things, you know. I think I think for me the science put me off a bit because when you have the scientists speaking about it and you have sort of Morgan Freeman's character doing talks on it and things like that, it's it sounds exactly like the conversations like we used to have when we were all sitting around on acid yeah. and stuff. Like it, it's it doesn't sound like proper science. It sounds like oh, but you know, this quantum put quantum in front of everything you know kind of thing <laughs> yeah, he, he's, um, he's he's talking exposition in this movie we have walking exposition we have talking exposition <laughs> and that's Morgan Freeman she was telling you about the brain and how it works and oh, how dogs are so much smarter than humans and you know the, the French cop don't know why he was there I've got no fucking idea why he was there he had no purpose like, she, didn't, she didn't need him to be there you're, you're correct no. about that I, why, why, why is this guy here you know, was it just like, well, we got to make her kiss someone. Well, uh, well, first of all, if you need the, if you need the drugs to survive, which in the end she does, but she doesn't survive. Mm. Why would you tell the cops where the drugs are? I, I don't, I don't understand this. You know? uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the logic is not strong. Um, at the end of the day, it's a decent action flick. Actually, it's. I want to say it's a good action flick. It's a good action flick. Uh, I like the color palettes. I like the, um, the the look of it. I, I think it's pretty. It's a really pretty film. But I mean, again, it's not 
it's an action flick to me. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like watching The Matrix or something. <laughs> yeah, Lucy to me, it's, it's a very, it was marketed shitty, if I remember correctly. Like, they, they, they marketed it, and I think this is the most successful French film of all time. I think it made $463 million worldwide. It made a whole lot of money. So, but they they marketed it as like this big action film, like The Matrix. Yeah, and that's just part of the movie. That once you get into it, yeah, because that's when I went to the theater. It goes, I, I see this in theaters. I went in thinking like that. This is going to be a big action movie. ScarJo's going to be knocking people against walls of their mind and stuff. And all these things happen in this movie, but the events that lead up to it may seem kind of hokey on a first watch. Yeah, I I, I dislike. Um... Like, okay, there's a philosophy that's in this movie that's in a lot of movies. I go into the whole 10%. Oh, uh, if humans can evolve, can be better and things like that, uh, then they won't be caught in the trappings of, you know, greed and petty bullshit. But every single time they try to show a person doing that and they still can't manage it. They don't get there. You know, they still, they're still part of it you know um so it kind of defeats its own purpose in that way but that's just philosophically on the movie's ethos not the actual movie itself the movie itself um they did their best it's not bad like i didn't even you were right about the marketing because i didn't even hear about this movie until it was out like two or three like two or three years after it was out um i'd not even heard of it and somebody's like oh you should watch this um, so the marketing had to have been awful. So when I watched it, I didn't know what the fuck I was watching. So I think that probably made for a better experience. Like than if you were going in, you know, I like, I like that you compared it's marketing to the matrix. Cause it's, it's like, Oh, you're marketing it as the matrix, but really it's more like the matrix too. <laughs> no, cause that's what you saw like in the previous, like her throwing people against walls and her, her yeah. shooting the gun and the, this out of the other, but you get down to the marrow of the film there's a lot of a lot of stuff in here, you know, like like the whole the science is it's just theories, and it, yeah. it doesn't play with it like it's anything else. Because Morgan Freeman and, and of course his group of scientists towards the end are all ignorant to what's going on with Lucy because they've never seen anything like that before, so they all have to come up with their own thing until, of course, the very end, to where she says, "You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna pass this information out of the world because I'm dying." So yeah, she essentially, turns herself into a USB drive. And says, here's all the information you'll ever need to know about the brain and how it works. Because yeah. I'm self-aware and I fucking know everything. So here you go. There's no <laughs> need to, to, to well, you know, hypothesize anymore. There's no need to anything. Here's all the information you'll ever need to know. And this is all I can pass on to you is this. Because I'm, yeah. I'm dead. You know, and, 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 you know, she's dead anyway. He's swinging. But, you know. Dude, imagine little... that French guy. The next time he takes some girl home, he's going to be like, man, is she watching me? Because she's yeah. fucking everywhere. <laughs> But yeah, the, the hokey stuff is like her being able to go on the different devices, and that works much better in this movie than it does the Lawnmower Man because the fact that she becomes like she could be anywhere, she could be on your tablet or on your TV, whatever. She could transfer her being or her image or whatever you want to call it. But there's little stuff in this film that that'll get your heartstrings going. Like yeah, one of my favorite scenes in the whole film is when she's talking to her mother on the phone and she's describing all this stuff that she would have no idea how to remember, like. The first time her mother touched her skin and stuff like that, she would never be able to remember this, but since her brain is working on all cylinders, she, she's able to remember all this stuff. And it's weird for the mother, but it's 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 a tender moment for her, and I, I it 
again, I dug it. I dug again, it. Again, there's, there's, there's parts of these movies, it, like like we mentioned with the hereditary thing earlier with the, the, the fucking dandelion. I'm gonna call her dandelion girl because mama had a baby and her head popped off. But uh, that's insensitive. <laughs> but uh, if 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 you had all these feelings all at once, and you know, because she she was essentially. She was Johnny monomicking herself. She was overloaded with information that she had no idea how to handle or what to do with. You know, how would you react? You know, but once she started getting a hold of stuff, like like all my cells are working at the same time, I'm going to flip up my, my hair and change it a different color. You're supposed to assume that she's her, her, her synapses are working on such a high level that she can literally manipulate, you know, her how many fingers she has. And yeah. how she could change her hair, and you know, you have to you have to assume. I quite like that. Yeah, a, a lot of things in this movie, and I don't think that it's really set out there to say, "Hey, you have to believe all this." It's like, no, well, but no. This, this is a hypothesis of what could happen if this were to happen. Yeah, you yeah. It's, Which it's, it's it's science fiction, and that's all science fiction is is a hypothesis of what could happen. You know. Absolutely. I quite liked the um, flashing of the per- what percentage she was up to oh, yeah. during act. You know, like it was almost like a you know a la carte in the Helsing anime. Like un- oh, you yeah. can unlock the this next power level kind of thing. Um, like uh, Run Lola Run, it's a film I do not like. It's a film oh, people God. love though. It, it runs that same kind of way, you know, because she has mm. what, like an hour to get the money for her boyfriend, something like that. Yeah. 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 But um, yeah, yeah, Lucy's wild. I recommend it to anybody. But like I said, it's I recommend. It's, I'd recommend Lucy. Fuck yeah, it's a thinker. It's, it's it's really a thinker. So if you watch it the first time and you're looking for just an action movie, you're going to be really disappointed because there's so much more going on in the movie than just an action movie. Yeah, yeah. It's it's like a psychedelic action movie. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's definitely not like the uh, the fucking Rambo's or you know. Nothing, you know, it, it explains it better than the Matrix does, which is, you know, these are and all ones did, and zeros. It explains it better than the Matrix did in three movies. <laughs> and, and you know what? It, it doesn't leave it open-ended. It just says, you know what? Here's the end of this movie, and you know what? We're not required to have another one. Yeah. Again, like the, end, the end reminded me a lot of Ghost in the Shell, mm-hmm. because that's that's got a very similar ending. Um yeah, it, it's like it's like almost a little ode to those type of things because it's got everything in and, it. And, and in this film, Scarlett Johansson, although she's looking pretty hot because it's kind of hard to, to ugly Scarlett Johansson, she's not overly sexualized at any point of this film. She's not like all here no, are my tits not. and here are my you know whatever. You and know, let me the... let me t- I, I fucking loved that and they they did a detailed job of it too because if you notice her fingernails. Her nail polish is like halfway chipping off and stuff, oh, yeah. and her nails are short. Like, they, they, little details like that, I love. I love, love, love that because, you know, how many times you watch, you know, oh, she's supposed to be this street chick and mm-hmm. she'll have perfect nails. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I know that's not true. I've seen her girl fights to know when, when, you know, <laughs> when it gets down to, to, to the end there, the nails are not perfect anymore, you know. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. But that's one of my favorite parts of the film is because it's it's really hard to to make her. I'm not even gonna say ugly, but yeah. she's very plain in this movie, and I kind of like it. I, I I like the action scenes. I think the great, 
like one of the greatest things in this film that I love the most is where it looks like she's shooting the gun and what looks like in the like just through the door randomly. But then she opens yeah. the door and you just see the bodies on the ground. Oh, yeah. You know, like, like, she knew precisely where to shoot before opening the door. And that's fucking badass. Yes, it is. And yes, it is. She, she goes to see the Korean, the, I think he's a Korean or Chinese. I think yeah, they were from, they were in Seoul, so he's Korean boss. And she, she's, she has bullets in the gun, but she wants to torture him. So <laughs> she gets the knives <laughs> that are revealed to her back. And she just jams them into his hands like she's fucking <laughs> Liam Neeson or something. It's like, yeah, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get to know what I want to know, or the next one's gonna go in your dick, probably. And, you oh know, god, it's, yeah, it's, man. No, she, her performance was fucking fantastic in this movie. So great. It, she was fantastic. She was so good. She, <laughs> I mean, she even like had the snot bubble fear. You know, I mean, how how hard does it have to be? You know, like I can't snop bubble on purpose. <laughs> Man, yeah, I, uh, I, yeah, I'm sorry. Continue. No, go ahead. Um, yeah, her her you know sort of relationship with 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 Morgan Freeman played really well. Basically, they make scientists look really stupid in this film, and I kind of love that they kind of have that that glee of wanting to know more. I, I haven't seen something like this since like Close Encounters or Starman, in which you know they have a scientist who 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 know a lot of other things, but when that scene happens where where the aliens come, and and you know I forget the actor's name, but he was in The Untouchables and the Buddy Holly story. The guy who plays the scientist in Starman, but he finds out who Jeff Bridges really is. It's like the scene in Harry and the Hendersons where Don Amici first meets Harry. And I get really excited every time it fucking happens. The, <laughs> the, the the powerhouse performance by Mr. Amici is, is the, the emotions are there and it's very real. Much like, you know, in in this thing where Morgan Freeman realized, like, yeah, I guess this bitch is the truth. <laughs> I have nothing else to say. All, all the science that I've worked my life into means absolutely fucking nothing because <laughs> this woman exists. It is you true. Know, it's you true. Know, I, I fucking loved that nothing happened to the scientists, that they got to be there and observe, mm -hmm. but nothing happened to them. You know, there wasn't some big explosion or not, none of that shit. They got to just be scientists. And you know, you don't get to see that. But like you said, like close encounters, they got to set up properly and just observe the action. You know, in a way, they're acting, you know, on behalf of the audience. You know, if we had met somebody like this, you know, we'd be all, oh my God, bitch can fly and shit. <laughs> it's like, I don't believe the, I don't believe what I'm seeing, but I'm fucking looking at it right now. It's just, it's, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to leave it at that. Cause it, maybe a lot of folks didn't see Lucy that's listening to this podcast. And I, I suggest you guys go watch it. Cause I think that it's my, my, uh, I really <laughs> love fifth elements. So I'll say it's my third favorite of, of, of his films. It's uh really good. And, uh, I'll ask you now. Uh, what's your what do you anything else you want to say about? What do you give a one to ten? Uh, Lucy, Lucy gets a seven. Lucy gets a seven. That you know what? Lucy gets an eight because I do recommend people watch it. Because regardless, like my brain thing, that's a personal pet peeve. You know, most people don't give a shit about that at all. It's just my crazy ass. So you know, I, I think people enjoy it. You know, it, it's it's visually stunning. The performances are good. Uh, the casting's good. It's it's all good, you know. So, fuck yeah, eight. Lucy gets an eight. <laughs> yeah. 
Ooh. <laughs> yeah, Lucy. You know. I, also, one more, one more thing. Uh, why her name is Lucy? I love how they ex- they explain away that in case you guys aren't science nerds or know anything about science. That that was the first version of a human they found that they named it Lucy. That's why you know they made a point to mention it in the film. Yeah. Whatever. The the new evolution, Lucy. Yeah, good shit. Uh, it attacked me as well, though. I, I enjoy it. I enjoy it on the rewatches. I think I watched it three times for the show, because this show was supposed to happen like like a month ago or something, or three weeks ago. I hope you guys like our, our banter, because uh, <laughs> little to no work went into this, so I hope you guys really <laughs> like it. Uh, 8 out of 10 for Lucy as well. I, re- I recommend it, like I said. But uh, we'll uh, be right back to talk about one dead person that I'll want to mention, because uh, she's a very important one. And um, after the break, and to close out the show. Hey, Andrew. Hey, Maddie. Do you like horror movies? I sure do. Well, did you know that most horror movies are inspired by real-life horror? Really? Like what? Well, take The Shining, for instance. That's based on Stephen King's real-life addictions, or The Purge, which could be our country any minute now. Oh, and The Strangers, which is based on a real-life murder. People should be talking about these things. Hey, Guys. Oh, oh, hey, Producer, producer Michael. Producer Michael, oh, Well, I hate to break it to you, but somebody already is. It's you. <gasps> That's right. We are Friday the 13th, the podcast where we talk about horror in real life and horror in media, all from an LGBTQ perspective. Because we gay, y'all. We are proud members of the Legion Podcast Network, and we can be found on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, or wherever your favorite podcasts are found. And follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Come along with us on this crazy journey, and as always, get slayed. Hey, feeling down? Feeling low? Not enough podcasts about movies in your life? Why not try... They must be destroyed on sight! The new Podcast Cure-All. Sure to get you right with the world and on a path to better living. We have exploitation, we have Italian horror, we have zombies, we have slashers, we have crime films, we have spaghetti westerns, we even have sci-fi and sex comedies. So take a dose of... They must be destroyed on sight! As needed, and let the hosts, Lee Russell, Daniel Harper, Paul Romali, and the odd guest host, Cure What Ails Ya. Warning, may cause atrophy, African consumption, black fever, bone shave, chin puff, colic, cramp colic, dropsy of the brain, elephantitis, grocer's itch, jaundice, mania, miasma, mortification, palsy, pox disease, rheumatism, scurvy, St. Anthony's fire, summer complaint, and worm fit in some people. Consult a physician before listening. We're back to that segment that I, I, uh, it's about dead people, and uh, it's always hard. <laughs> this woman kind of made me hard a little bit. We'll talk about that in the Butcher's Block. Uh, one actress I'll mention that passed away. I think the others, others have passed since we've last done a show, but I'm not going to get into all that. One of which is an actress named Verna Bloom, who was uh, in a bunch of stuff, but she portrayed uh, Dean Wormer's wife in Animal House. And why is that important? Because um, I, I appreciate the older lady, and I, I think Mrs. Warmer in Animal House helped to elevate that even further when I saw Animal House, and she <laughs> got it on with Tim Matheson's character, Otter, just looking fine as an older lady, flirting <laughs> in the grocery store like all men dream of but never accomplish. You know, 
Oh, uh, you like a cougar, eh? Oh, yeah, I, lo- I love me a cougar. You know, <laughs> ask you about Helen Mirren and my, obs- my obsession with her. That, that's a <laughs> they call that a silver fox, man. Hell yeah. <laughs> but yeah, she passed away at eighty. Uh, she left behind a good career. Uh, most importantly to me, though, is Animal House. That's always a good time, Animal House. Yeah, uh, fucking depravity and and piggishness and sexist shit that's in that movie that people they all oh, it's so awful, so awful. Dude, like, you know, so- well, well, Porky's is the same way. I still watch that shit. So I, fucking, dude, yeah. I'm I am a full on feminist. You know, I mean, you you know me. You're friends with me on Facebook, but I uh, fucking love. I love me some Animal House. My favorite part of Animal House is. When the dude's on the steps playing his guitar. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and John Belushi walks up and Classic just smashes Belushi. the shit out of it. Oh, every time I fucking die. I die laughing. <laughs> man, oh, man. Yeah. But I'll, I'll kick it to you and say, hey, Misty, what you got coming up, girl? Um, We should be getting some new episodes of Legion After Dark out next week. Fingers crossed if all goes well uh, now that we've moved. And other than that... Nothing. I've, I've a lot of real life stuff. I've uh, I've got a I've got a mentor. I'm uh, starting to train as a professional dominatrix. Mm. And it's kind of similar. My dog is starting obedience training soon. <laughs> oh yeah. Better <laughs> submit whipping, there, Nugget. You little bastard. Whipping everybody into shape over here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> little fucker. He got Can't kicked out of his last obedience class. Did I tell you that? Oh yeah. He was the naughty dog. He kept barking at the other dogs and trying to play and stuff and wouldn't pay attention. And they were like, oh, we should do one-to-one lessons. I'm like, man, Nugget, come on. <laughs> I am German. I say your dog is bad. Yes, <laughs> bad doggy. Bad doggy indeed. Uh, we got a new puppy in the house. and I got, I got his, his name is Buster. You've seen pictures. He's, he's so there. cute. He's a good boy. He's crying at the door right now to let me in, but he can't come in right now. Oh. It's almost it's almost time. <laughs> let him in, you monster. <laughs> right, okay. let, let him cry. Let, let him cry it out for a minute. He'll be okay. Uh, yeah, this this show's back on. It's a new year. Uh I got a new I got a new attitude. I'm, try, I'm trying to be, I'm trying to be more productive this year, so this is gonna be a thing, hopefully every week. I don't hear the same voices every week. You may hear Lee Russell pop in, you may hear Kurt Court Syops pop in. Oh, you may hear a, couple, a bunch of people pop in. Misty's always welcome, of course. Oh, I'm but sure I'll be back. It. Yeah, but um, I want I want to have the same voices all the time because I don't want to bother everybody to do everything they don't want to or are too busy to do. But I want to I want to produce, and that, that's important. Uh, two drink may go by the wayside or be mar- mar- minimalized and retooled. I'm I'm going for I'm going for that the minimalized and retooled. Possibly two shows a, a month coming out because Ricky's doing his thing. And uh, Bo's got the commentaries on the Patreon, which one I'm participating in tonight, uh, Pet Cemetery 2 people. Look for that if you're a Patreon member. It's going to be funny. Talking, <laughs> about ma- talking about mashed taters and shit like that, you know. Um, but yeah, I'm starting a couple. Well, one one new project with two different shows. It's I, uh, One's called uh, uh, Burning, for Spring, Burning for Springwood, which is uh, Freddy's Nightmares retrospective, which I don't know why I got into that for. Is it Merriman? You know that fucking guy Merriman and Suzanne said, "Hey, yeah, we'll we'll do those with you." I was like, "It really wasn't my idea, but we'll do them anyway." Because they're kind of <laughs> trash, you know. They're not they're not that good. Oh. But that's happening. And then uh, 
The other half of the month will consume with me doing a Wonder Years retrospective with whoever else wants to come in on that. Holy shit. That's coming. In which oh I my call, god. I, I didn't know um, about that. Yeah, Darren, <laughs> I, I haven't put it out there yet. Darren's working on the art right now, and, uh. which is called Kevin Arnold, Underdog or Asshole. In which we, we go into the psychology. <laughs> asshole. And, He's an asshole. He is an asshole in a lot of those episodes. It, it needs to be explored about why about why he really doesn't deserve Winnie Cooper. Okay, he doesn't deserve. He fucking it. doesn't. <laughs> so we're, we'll get into that that, that Wonder Years gig because you know that that's that has to be explored. We're we'll into some real deep psychological shit, and, and I'm sure um, when the the one where Kevin Arnold gets a dog and immediately forgets about an episode, I'm sure I'll play that Billy Madison clip all day long at that motherfucker. You know? <laughs> You get up off your ass, you find that fucking dog. You know, <laughs> I love it so much. But yeah, those things are happening. I can't tell you when those things are happening because they're all in the developmental stages. So when those all happen, it'll be it'll be a lot of my voice you'll be hearing on the Legion feed. I hope you guys really despise it because it's coming. <laughs> it's comedy in spades, people. Hell yeah! Uh, uh, as always. Support the Legion Patreon if you guys haven't done it already. I forget what the minimal thing is. I think it's $2 a month is the minimal. Um, <laughs> We're going to start that. knocking on doors. Yes, indeed. My $2. Like, like, Give me my like, $2. <laughs> no, you got to run it like the Baptists, okay? You got <laughs> to really dig in. I'm going to I'm gonna, I'm gonna actually get a paperboy bag so and a bicycle so I've got the full outfit for demanding my $2. <laughs> you know, me, me, me working with newspapers – that line about me wanting $2 is just really annoying now. Especially It'll never since, go away either. <laughs> especially since I think Better Off Dead is just kind of a mediocre film. Yeah, but you know? that reference will live on, man. Like I, I on, still man. hear people saying it, and they don't know what it's from because the, the it's just The best whatever viral. is, is the, the paper boy uh, uh, in, in the showcase uh, – I forget which – the, the, the contestants row on Price is Right with the $2 on the thing. Yeah. <laughs> That's one of the best ones ever. You remember the TV show, The Paperboy? I don't know what that is, no. It was, it was this, there was this TV show in the 90s, and it was this dude that was like in his 30s, and he lived with his parents, and he was still a paperboy. Are oh, you talking about Get a Life with Chris Elliott? Yeah. <laughs> kind yeah. Of, yeah. Get a Life, yeah. That was, that's good stuff. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Twitter at GW, Twitter at CineBeefCast. If you guys want to follow me on there, go check that out. Uh, as always, support all the great shows on Legion Podcasts. Uh, they work hard to put stuff out for you. I underproduce to put stuff out for you, but some people work really hard on their shows. <laughs> I just don't, man, because I love the banter. So if you guys love it, I love you for it, man. But uh, I'm going to leave that here, because next episode you may hear some more familiar voices on the show. But thank you so much, Misty, for coming on. Anytime, man. Good to be back. T- tell, tell Rosie that she's still... She's still in the cave, babe. She's gonna come out again for a full-on show. And I'm looking forward to it. And uh, yes, oh, she's 15 now. She's gonna sound so different than the last episode she was on. As, as long as you still have adorable Cockney babies and you're a Texan, I'm, I'm okay with that. Okay, you know, <laughs> they, they talk like that. You talk like this. I'm I'm fine with. It. I'm I'm game. Okay, <laughs> it can't be that much different. No, <laughs> no, just older. I'd imagine. Yeah. Just older, I'd imagine. Yes, indeed. <laughs> but we'll leave it at that. This has been your Cinnamon Beef Podcast, where if you've got beef, we've got the grinder. Talk to you guys soon. <laughs>